The Boogie Monster with Kyle Kinane and Dave Stone. We can finally, once and for all, find out what happened with Judas Priest. Whether they broke up by themselves, or they were pushed out by outside forces, like uh, the government. The Boogie Monster. Podcasting the Unknown. Hello, David. Hello, Kyle. I wish I had two syllables to my name. So I know oh, when really? People, when people really wanted to make a point that saved the full name. Huh. Yeah. You know, you try and make a point to somebody with a one-syllable name, it just doesn't come out. Listen here, Tom. Hey, Thomas, listen up. <laughs> I know? changed my name from David to Dave uh, back in my radio days. Because I thought a uh, monosyllabic name was would be easier to roll off the tongue. Yeah, David doesn't sound like it. a metalhead. Yeah, well, and David Stone, like I don't know, something about the way it did. David Stone, like it, it just it felt like a mouthful. So way back when I was like, I'm just gonna go by Dave. Hey, it's yeah, Dave D- Stone. David Stone is a dental hygienist. David Stone yeah. DDS. <laughs> that's that's what it says on the door. Call me Dave. I'm just. It's a little tooth doc, Dave. That's all right. <laughs> oh, man. What's going on, dude? <sighs> Shit, bro. <laughs> Just, uh, <laughs> I, fi- I finally had a summer vacation where I didn't get sunburned. That was pretty cool. Good for you. Yeah, man. You know, it only took me 44 years to realize you put sunblock on before you go outside, not five hours after you've been out in the sun. Like, oh, maybe I should dab up a little bit here. Yeah, man, you got to take care of that skin. I mean, yeah, I could have used that advice 20 years ago. It's funny that you bring that up because I, uh, for the first time in 44 years, have just started moisturizing. I put a little, put a little lotion on my face after the shower. Keep the it wrinkles feels, away. Man, I, you know, I got into that a few years ago, and it's, mm-hmm. uh, it's nothing wrong, there's nothing wrong with wanting to care for yourself and wanting to feel yeah. good. I was shied away from lotion just because I, you know, makes you greasy. It's like I don't want to be the greasy guy walking around all slippery. But uh, eventually, Oof. you look in the mirror, and you just see that be- catcher's mitt, just beating off, looking like a snake getting new skin, <laughs> just shucking corn down there. You got to, you got to sweep up after a session. Oh. Dusty. What do, you, what do you need that dustpan <laughs> for? I just uh, can finish beating off. Oh. <laughs> oh, what a terrible image that is. <laughs> oh. So you got you some sunscreen. You didn't get burnt. I We went out there, and Lake Powell, I put a couple pictures up. First off, haven't drank in like oh, over two weeks. Hmm. Had a, Had a boat trip with no booze. Wow. I, had a boo- I had a boozeless cruise. Was this on purpose, or did you just lack provisions? Well, no, no, there was no lacking. There was extra provisions on account that okay. I wasn't partaking. But I, you know uh-huh. what it was? It was uh, I kind of got sick of not being able to walk. Oh, the gout. Yeah. Over the last month, it was my knee, and then it was my ankle, and then it moved down to my toe, which I could still move around, but it was in the toe, and I was like, all right, maybe we need to try and... Uh, Reel it in a little bit. Yeah. 
It's uh, you, you know, it's 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 not. I don't have like alcoholism where it's like, oh, this person's neglecting their family or being a terrible person. I mean, I can do that mm-hmm. on my own without the booze. Mm-hmm. But I, it, but like this is like, all right, look, look here's a, here's a direct relation of all the things you eat and drink. Here's a direct correlation of what you're consuming that causes this. And finally, I was like, yeah, this sucks, man. This is a real uh, shit quality of life. Mm-hmm. So let's just uh, let's pump the brake. Last drinks I had, uh, Presidente margaritas at a Chili's in Provo, Utah. <laughs> well, that's a nice way to go out. Yeah, you know what? Also, not a bad meal at Chili's. Oh, dude, Chili's. People make fun of uh, you know the casual dining chains, Chili's. Their chips and salsa, second to none. Excellent chips and salsa. They got a good ribeye. I'll tell you that. Normally Rachel not had a, fan a steak. Of steaks. Not Rachel a fan had of a steaks steak outside of a steakhouse, but boy, solid ribeye. Yeah, you know, a little praise for Chili. You know where I went mm-hmm. to, uh, to, not to leap around the story, last night, forgetting that I was going to get, so a month ago I got blood work done for all the purines and stuff, and then I was I had to come back this morning to see what the levels were. Forgot about it. Last night, uh, my mom had given me uh, gift cards, 100 bucks gift cards mm-hmm. to a Red Lobster. Okay. So I had the ultimate feast last night. Mostly butter. Go. It is mostly butter. It yeah, was, a lot of butter over there. <laughs> yeah, got, by the end, I, started, I was starting to feel real slick. Which, what'd you get? What'd you eat? I had the ultimate feast. Oh, the ultimate feast. Okay. Yeah, which was um, a lobster tail, two kinds of shrimp, a, like a scampi and a breaded shrimp, and uh, and crab legs. There you go. Ooh, and uh, I don't know if I've nice. just been – I I don't know what – it's getting away from me. Like the, the eating – like I, I, I also I ate meat on this trip right? the, for the boat trip. Uh-huh. I'm sorry, forgive me for the jumping around. I want to talk about no. – uh, cognitive. Did you say no? <laughs> you refused to forgive me for jumping around. <laughs> no, not at all. Stay on track, fuckface. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Pardon me. I don't think so. <laughs> how, how about no? How about oh, excuse me? <laughs> right, go fuck yourself. Jesus, <laughs> I was doing the right thing. What's happening in society? I was being nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, you had meat? I had, uh, yeah, well, it, the way the boat trip was like, everybody's going to make a dinner. So the first night, we had uh, we had uh, Syrup Mountain, the old Titanic, Hispanic Titanic himself, Shane Torres, was on the ride. <laughs> what, was what was the new one? He, he said they were calling him Gravy Crockett, I think it was the new nickname. <laughs> I don't oh, know how man, it went to good. a Wild West theme. That's but good. Uh, he was whipping up. He whipped up some green uh, pork chili verde. Mm. So I had one little taste of that. It was very good. He did a great job. One little taste. But there was like nine people on the boat. And everybody was making meals different nights. And Rachel figured out how to make like a, not shawarma in the way it's cut, but like the spices for chicken. Uh-huh. Okay. And I was like, all right, I'm on this boat. I'm not drinking. Let me, like, taste this chicken. I must have eaten a whole chicken. Wow. I think I ate a whole chicken. Just standing over it, too. Everybody had already eaten. I'm like, all right, if there's some left, I'll try it. I'm like, I'll clean. I'll make sure no chicken 
is left So behind. she was doing what, like roasted chicken on the bone, like rotisserie it style? It was or? chicken breast just with spices in it, and then she grilled okay. them. She put them on the grill. Ooh. So I had a bunch of chicken. But then, okay, so I'm eating that, and I was feeling all right with it. But last night, there was something about I, I was having the crab legs, mm-hmm. and they were wet. They were, they were skinny and wet. Uh-huh. Like I'd crack them, and then they would dribble. Yeah. Which they do. Uh-huh. And I love a crab leg, don't get me wrong. But then I was getting into the uh, what the hips. Crabs don't have hips. I don't know. Do they? Where, I mean, where, like, you know when you get crab legs, and it's, you don't get the body, but you get the part, like the hip, the pelvis, the crab pelvis. Okay. <laughs> more, more or less, give or take. Uh-huh. And I was like, and you, I, so I was getting into the crab pelvis, mm. and I started to get a little bit like, it's, it started to feel unnecessary. Oh, really? Like, I, yeah, I was like two knuckles deep in this crab pelvis. Trying to push crab meat f- through a hole mm-hmm. out yeah. the other side. I'm like, do I need this? I, like I could have just knuckle. had a baked potato. Yeah, I like the knuckle. You ever, you know that part? There, no, I like, I like all of it. It was it's just like a Rubik's the, cube. And I think it's the opposite of Rubik's cube because Rubik's cube is skill. This is just brute force to get what I want. <laughs> it's like the kid that took a Rubik's cube and just broke it apart to reassemble it. Yeah. Or would take the stickers off. That's what of early onset like dementia or OCD was pointed out by kids that tried to solve a Rubik's cube, couldn't do it, but then would dismantle it just to have the satisfaction of it going back together the right way. Yeah, I think I did that once or twice. I've I've still never solved one of those bastards. I think that's like, I think it, not less the internet. And it was more a Rubik's cube. I think was the onset of a lot of these. Uh, Behavioral disorders. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Here, hey, here's here's a puzzle that you'll never solve. Mm-hmm. Anyway, enjoy your childhood. What do you want for Christmas? <laughs> no more toys. Give me clothes. Just give me clothes. Don't give me any more of these. The mind, this mind fuckery. That and that goddamn etch sketch. I couldn't make anything worth a shit on that thing. It's all oh, right angles. Yeah, you didn't like a, you didn't like the Aztec pyramid that you made yeah. one time Ooh. and then tossed that in the corner. Yeah, ooh, I made a staircase. <laughs> yeah, give me give me a pen and paper. Let me run wild. What's this? I can stop stop throwing science at me. Mm-hmm. I'm nine. Let me let me ease into science. But uh so anyway, so yeah, and last night was just I was really just like ripping this crab apart and I got a little bit like I don't I don't know about this. Hmm. Yeah, I'd give I me a minute. I'll, I'll get. I'll get through it. I'll get through it. I think it was also just. It was so much. I had so much food in front of me. Does that not fall under your pescatarian principles, though? Of like, no, it, it doesn't it, matter because they're fish it, and they don't have feelings. It does, but it can't. It was like the legitimate, like a piece of fish is like. That's why it's a piece of fish. Mm-hmm. You can't even say what it is. It's just a piece. Mm-hmm. If you get, if I wouldn't eat it with the head on it. No, I don't need that. Don't I? Don't yeah. no. Get rid of that. <laughs> I don't need to see its face. I don't need to see what it looked like right before it died. <laughs> I don't need to see this. <laughs> what are this? Is was it Vesuvius? They find all the charred, like the 
the remains that have been uh, calcified. Mm. I don't need to see its expression of like, oh shit, me too. Oh, I got got. But um, anyway, it was, it was I had a lot. There's still some. We brought some leftovers home. So uh, we'll see. That mostly just shrimp though. No no crabs. I finished the crab. Finished the lobster. You brought still leftovers good as, on the shrimp. plane. No 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 from Red Lobster. Oh oh okay. From I'm Red still Lobster. Thinking a few times. No, I got a couple. No, I got a couple breaded shrimp to get uh, to get into there still. I was thinking of you boarding a plane with some Tupperware. It's like I'm taking this home. I don't put it past me, man. I, I don't yeah. believe in food waste, and I don't like mm-hmm. the overcharging in an airport. So those two That's things true. combined. Mm-hmm. But it was a it was a sixty five foot long houseboat that I had to uh, pilot. Oh, you piloted it. Yeah, man. And we had to. So the way you park it, like you get it from the the dock, mm-hmm. and. I backed it out. Like it's got bumpers on the side of it. They're parked next, like right next to each other with the bumpers. But we, it was huge. It was, we were supposed to be 53 foot. It was already big. And I was watching YouTube videos on how to learn how to pilot this thing. Mm-hmm. And then we get there. We're like, oh, we got, Rachel's like, they're just giving us an upgrade. I think the other boats were already out. So they gave us this upgrade. I realized it was an upgrade because nothing worked on a fucking big boat. 65 foot boat on Lake Powell. All of a sudden, boat. yeah, engine alarms start going off. A mechanic the size has of an to come. Yeah, it's big. Mm-hmm. And uh, mechanic had to like float out, tie up to our boat, and look at it. He's like, oh, yeah, you can't go over a certain mile per hour. So we had to go even slower to get out to find you find a spot to kind of beach the boat. You got to put the boat in um, a st- stern. Uh, shit, what's the front of a boat? Bow, the bow. You put bow. the bow in first. Mm-hmm. You find a little sandy area, you beach it. And as soon as you beach it, you got to get out and then dig anchors and dig holes in the sand and put the anchors in there. And we had to do this at night because we had to move out so slowly. So it's dark. And so Rachel's on like a pontoon boat trying to look for a spot first because otherwise you're driving a 65-foot boat into these little canyons. And if there's no place to camp, then you got to like back out of this thing, do a three point turn in a giant boat. So, so this is where you're just anchoring down for the evening, or, or what? for for, why, well, why for the you? for the whole trip. Like the houseboat is okay. the headquarters, and we had a jet ski uh-huh. and a pontoon boat, and you had all this, all this stuff to explore because okay. you're so just the boats not. It's like camping. Around. It's like yeah. camping with a giant RV in gotcha. like in a national park where it's like find a spot to park, and then that's your home base. Okay. And so we had to park it at night, couldn't see anything. I'm I'm the one trying to park the thing sober, which sounds like an attribute, but really it was the hindrance because yeah. I could have used the, the not drunk, but uh, one one drink of like, oof, mm-hmm. all right. Because I finally got this thing out of beach after going all over, like back and forth this thing. I just, I just yelled. I sl- yelled at the f- at the floor of the boat. I just yelled "cunt" and I spiked a Lacroix. Mm. That's how angry I was. Jeez, because I'm like, I did it finally, but I didn't because as soon as I parked it, the winds pushed it into the shore. We had to redo the whole thing. It was a debacle, Dave. Jeez, that but sounds got- quite a. How long did it take to to get it all situated? To get from the where the harbor was out to where we finally stopped was about six mm-hmm. hours or so because we couldn't oh. put the top speed on the boat. Damn. 
and then and then the next day we repositioned it was fine but then like it was it was fun once that was set up and like i was exploring did mushrooms you're crawling around it's sad about how low the lake level is it was weird that you would see like trash from the 80s like 80s lawn chairs were exposed yeah old coke cans that's that's exactly i was trying to make a joke about it i felt dumb because i found a pop top beer can i'm like oh this is really old and i'm looking at like a cinder cone <laughs> like i'm looking at something that was shaped by by the elements for thousands of years but i'm like oh man this is like an old Stroh's can <laughs> so, so my tastes are to- garbage just a second with the anchor you had to dig a hole for the anchors did you have to go down underwater like a scuba diver and dig no 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 so so you're beached up on like a little sandy shore and then you take ropes from the back of the boat to the beach and put the anchors on the beach so they kind of so the boat can't coast backwards off the beach Uh does that make sense yes and those were coming loose, like we had one around a boulder, and then we're all standing on the boat. We just saw this boulder tumble into the water. We're like, oh, shit. Then we're hanging out. And I thought I maybe got a contact buzz because I was still like, I was getting into like, I was letting myself have some weed and trying to be comfortable with it and like, you know, goblin, goblin shrooms and what have you. Yeah. But one night, we're, well, first of all, we're laying on the top of this thing looking at the stars. Stars were amazing. Uh, Laying up there, and we're all kind of just hanging out. Nobody was really like drunk partying, but it's kind of just getting high and very mellow. It's like like an adult kind of thing, but fun. Lots mm-hmm. of giggles, giggle festing. <laughs> I stand up. I know where we got our pontoon boat parked, but now there's another boat that's right next to ours in this little lagoon type area. And I'm looking at it, and I know I'd been doing whatever I've been doing to my brain, and also the cognitive, uh, the degrading that I want to talk about from pandemic. Okay. Mm-hmm. I see this boat and I'm looking around cause it's like a two level houseboat that we're on. And I'm like, do we have guests? And finally I just, I had took me a minute out loud. I just had to go like, whose boat is this? And then everybody looks and we're like, we have no idea. It's an abandoned ski boat hmm. that just blew right in next to where we were. And nobody's around. Like, keep in mind, this is a huge area. This is like, if you were just hanging out in your tent and then you got out of your tent and there was magically an empty tent right next to yours. Yeah. No thanks. There's a whole boat. I'm like, okay. And it means somebody's boat got lost on the other side of the lake and just blew over to where we were. Mm -hmm. So now it's like kind of fucking up our anchor lines and everything. And I got to get in. I've just learned about boats, by the way. Mm Mm-hmm. Like this, my first trip, I just learned about boats. And it's like, all right, drive this giant boat. So I get into the ski boat. I'm trying to start it to get away from our boat and everything. And then finally, we saw somebody on jet skis. This is at night. You're not supposed to boat at night. We saw them cruising around with lights. We started flashing our lights at them. They came by and they just look like they look like they were born from the lake. Just a couple of real crispy dudes. <laughs> like real crisp. Like, like imagine. Imagine like a guy from, from imagine like a, a drum tech from Warrant now. <laughs> Did they like have this, that weathered red leather skin? Oh, just like when you 
like the sound of just dry skin and stubble. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I think this guy, I think he just traveled on a jet ski. Much like like somebody from the Wild West would just wander the plains on a horse. I think he just got around America on a jet ski somehow. <laughs> but they came by like, oh, thank God it got loose. We were out. And, you know. But so that was wild. But it was a, it's a pretty cool place, man. It's a little sad yeah. about the water level going down. I don't think uh, it might not be uh, an accessible lake next year. I don't mm-hmm. you know reading about that low? well because Lake Mead is the reservoir for all of Southern California, where a lot of Southern California and everything, and that's real low. Lake Powell is essentially the reservoir for the reservoir. This is all from the little stuff that I learned. So if Lake Mead gets low enough, they take Lake Powell water and put it into Lake Mead, and given the Busted ass boat they gave us. I think the boat rental place knew that too. They're like, "Yeah, no, go take it. It's an upgrade. Who gives a shit? We don't have a job next year." Mm. But the jet ski was right. Just to reconfirm, Dave, you're correct about a jet ski. Oh, dude, it's the best. I time. was when you posted that pic. I was thinking how much fun that must be. The only two times I've jet skied have been in a bay very close to the actual ocean. And I mentioned last time that it was fun, but it was real choppy. I think a lake would be even more fun. Am I right in saying that it's it probably smoother, less choppy in a lake? Oh, oh. Opened it up. as a rental, so it had a governor on it. So I got it up mm-hmm. to about 50. Okay. So about, I was trying to tuck, trying to get it like, I was trying to tuck down, get for speed, mm-hmm. you know, trying to get a yeah. few more MPHs out of it. Got yeah. it up to about 50. Real good time, though. Real good time. Ooh. I mean, it's, you, um... It's like you don't want to be white trash, but then you do stuff and you're like, yeah, man, you are. Just accept mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Like the sensation of a jet ski is like, this is who you're supposed to be. Yeah. Like if, you, if you're on a jet ski and you don't like it, congratulations on your sophistication. Mm-hmm. But, uh, oh, boy. Dude. That was a good time, man. How long did you uh, putz around on the jet ski? Was that an all-day thing? or? Well, I I don't even remember, man. I, I yeah. my phone was off. I, I yeah. I finally took I, because we didn't have service, and I was like, "That's fine." Finally, one day on the jet ski, I'm like, "Oh, I know there's some service on the lake. I better let people know I'm still alive." So I think that's what I sent that picture to you. <laughs> I was like, "Can't talk." <laughs> man, see, that's the other thing too. The the two times I've jet skied have both been under the uh, one hour rental window. So I had to get all my fun in within an hour and get it back. I couldn't imagine having access to it all day or all weekend, dude. Oh, that's a good time. <laughs> what if you wind up just owning one, dude? Yeah, dude. Do you think that's a possibility? <laughs> oh, I think it's a very real possibility. It's, it's, I'd have one right now if I had a garage, if I had a place to store it. Because, I mean, we're three miles from a little inlet where people jet ski and kayak and do all kinds of shit man I, I think about that all the time like god wonder what i could get a good used jet ski for i still think i just want a kayak i did i i, I ate some shrooms and took a kayak down through like where the oh. little the inlet we were on kind of ended and just went just went uh, went on a little journey went out oh, looking man. for some answers i may yeah, have found that go yeah, it went you great something? you know what it went great dave that's awesome it went great Good for you, buddy. What a what a trip. No drinks Shrooms the whole time. And... Yeah, no drinks. Didn't even miss now him what? after a while. 
Now, why is that? Are you trying to cut back, or what's going on there? Yeah, man, I told you I can't walk half the time. Yeah, right. Duh, you just said that. I'm sorry. Yeah, I had to reprioritize uh, those things. Mm-hmm. I love, it turns out I love drinking, but I love walking just a little bit more. <clears throat> yeah. Hmm. Just a little bit more. What's up with you, buddy? It's been it's been some weeks, man. It's been a while. Been a while. Um, yeah, I'm good, man. Just uh, staying busy. Uh, I was telling you off the air that I uh, I've been hitting it real hard. Been hitting the treadmill. Been hitting the weights. Speaking of no booze, I haven't <laughs> had any that. booze in about. Uh, I've had one drink in about a month. No shit. Uh, yeah, in about a month, I had. I, we went over to Katie's dad's uh, a couple weeks ago and. Drove you to drink. I had, a, I, had, I had a margarita over there, but uh, outside of that, it's been about a month. Well, since, since uh, yeah, since Katie's birthday weekend, which was like the 7th and 8th. So almost a month, about three weeks. What, three is, weeks what, is, what is happening to us, man? Are we, are we accepting fate? <laughs> Have we looked at the I, last 25 years of our lives and said like, meh, good run? Yeah, yeah. I had my fun. Let's Let's clean it up. No, I'm not. I haven't quote-unquote quit drinking or anything like that. Uh, dude, like I said before, I'm just trying to get into wedding shape, man. I, I can't be can't be an old dumb heifer on my wedding. Old dumb it's a, heifer. It's a female, Cal. I still think heifer's a great insult. Uh, what's that old heifer <laughs> talking about? Anyway, um, dude, I'm down 35 pounds since you've seen me last. I'm 35? 35. What's a, a, what's a daily item that weighs 35 pounds? <laughs> uh... I don't know. I got a thirty-five pound kettlebell that's heavy, but like a but like a relatable item. Yeah, um, dresser, ba- bag of mulch. You know, I don't know. Okay, I was trying to put it. I was trying to put it in layperson's <laughs> terms for the listener. It's a lot, yeah. So that's that's off of me now. I still got a long way to go. It's a suitcase off the Queen Mary, but uh, it's a start. <laughs> so. I'm going to try to lose another 40 before the uh, wedding. I, I, it might be too ambitious. I'm going to try to lose another 40 in 10 weeks. Might be able what to do you, pull what do you get? I saw people do intermittent fasting and that kind of stuff works. It doesn't seem healthy whatsoever. That's, that's what I've been doing, and it does work. Uh, yeah, I, don't, I mean, who's to say it's not healthy? You're only... Probably you know, doctors. Only, I'd say probably doctors. Well, yeah, maybe. But, I mean, Whoa. it's not like you're f- fasting for weeks at a time. I mean... I, what I do is uh, the most common one is I do uh, an eight-hour window of where I can eat, and then sixteen hours off. So uh, doing that combined with tons of uh, isn't that just cardio, sleeping? Well, no. I mean, unless you sleep for sixteen hours, you know. But yeah, that's that. Oh, you're you, right, oh that I thought does, it was eight where you couldn't eat. No, eight. Like, are you, eight are you sleeping, like, Dave? Like what I do is I eat from noon to eight nonstop. It's believable. Uh, <laughs> that is believable. No, but I, I, I eat uh, eight p.m.'s my last meal, and or I, I'm finished my last meal at eight. Don't start it at eight, but I try to wrap up eating by eight, and then you got uh, sixteen hours. And yeah, eight of that, you know, ideally is sleeping, so that's not that big of a challenge. But uh, basically, it's just skipping breakfast. So just skip breakfast. You know, start your first meal around noon, and finish your last meal by eight, and then uh, it all works out. But yeah, I've been doing that. Um, really up the uh, treadmill game, really up the doing tons of weights. And I'm back, uh, not only am I intermittent fasting, but I'm trying to eat well in that eight-hour block. 
Um, back on those smoothies. Back on the raw vegan smoothies. Not nonstop. Really? Not not total. Usually throw a couple I ribs in there. You throw, I throw, you know, some some pork shoulder in there. Blend what's, it up. What's that blend rattling? Uh, that's uh, <laughs> ham bone got caught in the Vitamix uh, again. Forgot to take the bones out. <laughs> um, but no, doing like one meal a day, like uh, protein. I'll do like a chicken breast and veggies or something like, or a salad, and then the other uh, one or two meals, just uh, stupid old smoothies. But uh, it's it's sliding off of me, Dan, man. Uh, Thirty five pounds. Try to lose uh, another forty before the wedding, but we'll see. That might oh, be man. too ambitious, but I don't. That, but hey, man, you're going for what? I know, you got to get that suit tailored at the last minute, then, if you're trying to do this. Yeah. this uh, it's incredible shrinking Dave routine. <laughs> well, I think I'm going to go next week and start that process and just let them know that, like, uh, you know, start the whole process, pick out the suit, get the measurements, but then uh, obviously got to do a, a final fitting, you know, about a week before just to make sure. Yeah. <clears throat> so. But well, yeah, good man. for you, man. Yeah. I get, and, now, that my, uh, now that I can walk, I'm getting back into a mo- movement. Yeah. Feels good, yeah. That's good, man. Yeah, it. I do feel, I mean, it's such an obvious thing, but it's amazing how much better you feel when you eat right and, and exercise a little bit. I know that's pretty common sense there, Dave, but uh, obviously it's been something it's, I've struggled with. <laughs> but it's not, though. It's because, you, you know, you feel good when you, like, I love drinking. Mm-hmm. Like I feel, oh, it, it's I the feel best. Great, yeah. And I don't think I'm a mean drunk. I mean, that, that's for somebody else to say. That's not for me to say about myself. No, nah, you're not a mean drunk. I've been around you drunk plenty of times. You're not a mean drunk. I don't think uh, I'm a mean drunk. No, I think we're like fun. And but this is what I was talking about. I actually asked the doctor about it today. Was like cognitive function of being. In the pandemic and being isolated and just like being a comedian, like that was what was challenging was like always trying to come up with new bits and then being mm-hmm. at shows, being around other comics and kind of having having to have conversations that are kind of sharp and quick. Mm-hmm. And I haven't had any of that. And just lately, I've been really taking note of how much I can't remember. You know, I love a good synonym, Dave. Mm-hmm. I love I love a good like oh that thing's nice and I like to say oh that thing might be exceptional mm-hmm. or another word that would be this I, and I not I don't do that anymore I can't um, mm-hmm. it's not, like uh, like my gears aren't spinning the way they're supposed to be and so I'm kind of scared because that's you know that's kind of what you rely on for comedy yeah you know I'm not doing anything I'm not reinventing the wheel I'm just using different words to describe how it spins. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if I can't do that, man, I'm in trouble. So I, I was like hanging out on that boat and I was, you know, I was hanging out with everybody and everybody's kind of having fun and shooting the shit. And I'm like, man, I got nothing. I got no zingers. I got no quips. <laughs> I'm oh, getting man. dumb. You, I think we've talked about this, but do you worry about that in terms of, um, you know, right now you're talking about like cognitive stuff, but in terms of just being a comic, I worry about this all the time. Have I written my last good joke? Am I? Do I have anything else to say that's funny? Uh, I, I mean, I've about thought that of, all the time. I've worried about that since day one. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> the first joke you write that's like better than your other three jokes, you're like, well, fuck, now I got to beat that one. And then mm-hmm. you write the next one, look, well, now I got to beat that one. That <clears throat> I think that's just. I, I think that's just you care about your craft. Yeah. 
you know, you just care about what you're making and you understand that the, like the level, like nobody's going to hold you to a level of quality. People just stop mm-hmm. showing up. There's True. no boss saying get better. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, yeah, I went Saturday night. I went and saw Dan Cummins at Helium here in Portland. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know what? I, I, I know he's doing well. Like him and Chad Daniels are the examples of guys that have really done well because of Spotify and Pandora, just outside of the showbiz scene. Mm-hmm. But that is just so well done, like just good stories and like descriptive ways to, you know, talk about something that maybe isn't complicated, but you make it sound interesting the way you describe it. Mm-hmm. And just talking about comedy in general with him and just about how like he's he has a, a few podcasts that are much better than ours, Dave. Granted, we could say yeah. that about most podcasts. Yeah. Sure. Um but you know he does he does stuff like like supernatural and things like that. But he, they 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 research. No offense, Dave. Mm-hmm. They research. That's right. Mm-hmm. And we do have a topic this week, which I want to get to. Yeah, we do have a topic. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, just talking to him about comedy, about how he had like through pandemic, he stepped away from it, and because he wasn't having fun. But just to watch, it's so good to watch other headliners do a full hour. Like you get to see people do ten minute sets, and you get oh you're working mm-hmm. on a bit or this one's in there. But to really watch somebody put a full hour together, mm-hmm. I, I you know, and I've been going more now that Helium's kind of the spot to go to, like a, a proper comedy club with a headliner. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know, I'm just singing the praises of Dan Cummins. He's a good guy, and uh, he let me do a guest spot. But just just a great a great show to watch, like very yeah. inspiring. And like you're talking about writing the last good bit, and he. He has this like this rabid fan base of people that know the podcast, but isn't he's like I do a couple things that I kind of like appease them and thank them for listening to it, but they know so much about me already that like there's he's like okay I'll get to that story at the end, but let me get to this new stuff. Thanks for listening to it, and just handled it really well. Hmm. And uh, it was inspiring, man. I I think going to see comedy, not just performing, but watching it every night. Mm-hmm was really helpful and I miss that. Yeah. So I'm trying to get out in Portland and do stuff. And ba- if you're in Portland and you see me on a show, cut me some slack. All right. <laughs> yeah. I miss being in LA where it's like, yeah, I'm going to go bomb three times this week, but nobody's going to give a shit. Yeah. I have to, I don't want to fail, but I, some of the stuff is not, it's only going to be figured out by the fourth or fifth time I say it on stage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It takes a while. Yeah. So take advantage of that, Dave. That's something that uh, I, I think the average person or the average comedy fan doesn't realize that doing an hour, like you're, it's not just, and, and young comics often don't recognize this. It's like, I, I'm not saying I coined this phrase, but I, I never, I, I made it up on the spot one time when I was talking about this to another comic. I'm sure somebody else has said this, but just because you have 60 minutes doesn't mean you have an hour. And what I mean is, you know, an yeah. hour comedy isn't just you up there for 60 minutes. An hour in, in this context that I'm talking about is, is a piece of work. It, it's, an, it's your special. It's, you know, not saying every, every show has to be your special, but I'm saying when you're headlining, when you're doing an hour of stand-up comedy in front of paying customers, it's more than just 60 minutes of jokes. It should be an experience. It should be... And, and every headliner's different. I'm not saying everything has to be like a one-man show or have some theme to it, but it's... You know when you've got an hour as opposed to just 60 random minutes of jokes. Yeah, it's... And, just because you have the ingredients doesn't mean you got the yeah. meal. 
exactly. And it's it's great, especially like you said, when you know, at least in town, whether it be Portland or here or wherever, like you know, on our on a nightly basis, we're used to just seeing people, ourselves included, doing five or ten minute spots. But when you see someone, you know, who's really good at what they do, you know, present a full hour, uh, that's mm-hmm. when done properly, that's a great experience. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, and and Dan's set was just real conversational storytelling. Mm-hmm. And like the stuff that I I like to do, and I kind of feel like I was falling out of it, and I feel like I was writing too much stuff that wasn't about me, of like trying to write about the world, but not mm-hmm. informed enough about the world. Mm-hmm. You know, just all the comics now that are out there, like let me tell you how things are going. Like you don't know, yeah. you're a comedian. You you are yeah. an exception to how people have to live on a day to day basis. That's what bothers sure. me about people saying like, oh, this comedian got it right. That comedian hasn't had to do a fucking day job or sit in mm-hmm. rush hour for 15 years. Yeah. They don't relate to you. Mhm. So, anyway. Anyway, it was it was inspiring to see Dan, it got me excited to do. And not just Dan, I mean just uh, shit, man, the local folks around around Portland have just been great. I know some of them are yeah. moving back down there. Simon Gibson was up here for a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh Kelly Ryan and Bruce Gray, they they were like, I guess they were kind of starting around a comedy store. Pandemic hit, they were up here. They're really funny. They're going back down to L.A. Um, I think that Kelly might have won Portland's Funniest Person, I think. I don't know. But it, it, it's that's also helpful that I'll get like put on a, on a showcase here at a bar, and then everybody's fucking crushing. I'm like, ooh, mm-hmm. I cannot phone this one in not that i want to but it's like all right good keep this level up Mm -hmm. so anyway got i'm working this weekend i'm I'm scared dave i'm scared of work which is good (laughs) it's a good thing to be scared of it It means you care about it i know what you mean dude i got that tour coming up and i'm I'm nowhere near ready i yeah long a lot of work to do between then and now but uh you know that's i guess it, it beats a real job i can't complain of course it does it's just it's just when you realize you have to treat it like a career. Mm-hmm. Like that's what I was I was talking to Rachel last night about. Like, oh, I have to like, you know, everything kind of like was on the ascent for me mm-hmm. for a few years, and now it's on yeah. a plateau. That's cool mm-hmm. if it's on a plateau. I just I don't need to go superstardom. I just need to maintain the plateau. Yeah, that's what I'm scared. Is like, ooh, what if it starts dropping off? What if you start turning those guys that like. They have no choice but to like headline B rooms because they didn't plan for something else. But maybe they love it. You know what? Maybe they love it. I shouldn't say that, but like 60 years old with two divorces behind you. Fuck, Doing the man. same hour for the last 15 years. Well, and yeah, so some of it's on them. Like you didn't try to mm-hmm. grow, as not just as a comedian, but as a human being. If you try to grow as a human being, the comedy is going to grow along with that. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, in my humble opinion. Anyway, you want to talk about ghosts, Dave? Let's talk about some ghosts, dude. Let's talk we, uh, about some ghosty ghosts. We had an encounter here the other night. What happened, Dave? Okay. Now, I'll preface this by saying I realize that the 
the nuts and bolts of this story aren't that phenomenal, okay? But this is what happened, and I'm 100% sure that I, I'm not I'm not saying hundred percent sure a ghost did this, but I'm hundred percent sure there's no logical explanation for what happened. All right. Are Long you story uh, short. what, what point ahead. in your sixteen hours of not eating did this happen? <laughs> this uh, this was uh in the evening, so I'd only not been eating for an hour or two. So okay. All right. I was got I, like I no offense, a- Dave, but I could see hungry Dave <laughs> start having some hallucinations. <laughs> Fucking rack of ribs floated across the living room, man. No, no logical explanation for it. The ribs are talking to me, man. <laughs> all right. Long story short. Um, all right. First of all, this this apartment is right around a hundred years old. I don't know what year it was built, but they told us it was built in the 1920s. So between 101 and 89 years old, whatever, I don't know, whatever the math is. Somewhere around 100 years old, this apartment. Okay. I've always felt great energy here, by the way. Um, mm-hmm. Never never felt anything weird, you know, unlike our last place that we talked about where we had some encounters in Silver Lake. Uh, yeah. This place, always, always good energy. And um, so anyway, the other night, um, we're hanging out, just Katie and I. And she's doing something. She's getting ready. She's working on her uh, fitness classes and rehearsing and stuff, uh, getting ready. So a couple weeks ago, we bought a new uh, Bluetooth speaker uh, specifically for the wedding. Um, kind of a bigger one, kind of a big circular one. Um, mm-hmm. Just looks like a nice, you know, 14-inch circular amp, basically. Um, and it, it came in a box, and in the box there's the uh, the power cord. And we, when we bought it, we took everything out and looked at it and inspected it. And uh, the power cord, to my knowledge, I don't even think we unraveled the power cord. It was just kind of uh, spooled up with a twist tie, you know, like they normally come. So anyway, mm-hmm. take everything out, look at it. There's only two pieces, basically. There's the speaker and there's the power cord. So put it back in the box. The box is in my little record room. Okay. So I'm trying to think what night this is. Probably this would have been uh, Saturday night. So Saturday night, I'm up front doing some stuff, hanging out. Katie goes to the bedroom and she's uh, she said, uh, "I'm gonna I'm gonna try this new speaker. I'm gonna use this new speaker." And she said that she specifically thought to herself while she was fetching it from the the uh, box. She had the thought, oh, there's the power cable, power cord. I don't need that. I'm not going to bring that to the bedroom because we already charged it last week, and I'm only going to use it for a few minutes. She specifically, A, noticed the power cord, and B, willingly chose not to, to use it. So she left. The box is in the record room. She mm-hmm. removes the, the speaker, leaves the power cord. Okay? So she's back there doing her thing. About 30 minutes later, she comes back, and we're both up here chilling in the front. And the, she brings the, uh, the speaker back. Doesn't, doesn't put it back in the box, but brings it back in the living room. So about that time, Charlie is in the back bedroom where she was, freaking out. And okay. Charlie, a little, little, little note here, Charlie uh, is never without us. Meaning, if we're in the living room, he's in the living room. Uh, basically, he follows her lead. It, wherever she's at, he is at. So Real codependent. In oh, incredibly codependent. Like literally, I'm not exaggerating. He is. If she's home, he is touching her 
in some way 24-7. Like, he's got to be sitting on her lap. He's got to mm. be sleeping with her. He's, anyway, so rarely is he not in the same room as, as she is. So she and I are in the living room. Some reason, Charlie's in the bedroom, and he starts freaking out. And he never, A, he's never away from her. B, he doesn't bark at, at anything alone. Like when we're all up here, he'll be he'll bark at people he hears outside and stuff. But you never mm-hmm. see him away from her. You never hear him away from her. He's in the bedroom, freaking out, barking, doing all kinds of shit. We don't think anything of it. I yell at him, Charlie, come up here. Leave, you know, leave that alone. Whatever. I thought maybe he's barking at a neighbor through the window. He's losing his mind. Mm-hmm. He comes back up here about five minutes. He's barking at us, like hey, so, and he never barks directly at us. So he's back there barking. He's up here barking. We don't know what's going on. Well, we go back in the bedroom, and now that power cable, I keep calling okay. it a cable, power, power cord, adapter, whatever. Now it's on the bed, unspooled, splayed out on the bed. And Katie's like, what the fuck? She's like, did All you right. do this? And I was, I was like, no. And, and also, let me preface, Charlie doesn't move stuff. He messes around with his toys and stuff, but we've never seen him you know, hauling a broom down the hallway or hauling a cord down the hallway. Like, he doesn't mess with other stuff. He only messes with his little stuffed toys and shit. Okay. So, my point is, yes, nuts and bolts of the story, not fascinating, but there's no way that power cable got from that box to the bedroom, splayed out on the bed by her, by me, by Charlie, by the cats. There's no one else here. She's like, you don't think Charlie would have, would have grabbed it? No, no. No, because it was in the box. He would have had to gone into the box, retrieve it, bring it back there without us seeing it, and then unspooling it, taking it out, taking the twist tie off and, and stretching it out. Mm. It, was, it was just laid across the bed like a belt, like un, undone. And there's no, she didn't do it, I didn't do it, and I, and I know that, you know, well, the pets probably did it. No, they, I promise you, Charlie didn't do it, the cat sure as hell didn't do it, they don't mess around with stuff. And he was freaking out at the exact same time. He was out there bugging. Yep. Mm. So, I mean, that's a story, but uh, there's, there's just no way, and, and again, I know that's fairly mundane, but there's just no way... My question is, okay, I, I think it was a ghost or spirit or something. My question is, had we had surveillance cameras in, in our apartment that night, would you have seen the cord just floating down the hallway? Like, when things move like that, you know, uh, my question is, did a ghost or somebody invisible physically take it, or is it one of those things where just... It, it got from point A to point B some other way, some portal. I, I don't know. But it definitely, and I'm serious, it definitely, there's no logical explanation as to how it got back there. And I asked her a thousand times, and she's like, I promise, I'm not joking. And, and we don't joke with each other. I don't, I'm not a big fan of practical jokes. I think practical <laughs> jokes are for people who aren't already funny. <laughs> I, I don't yeah, pr- to, pranks I don't, and stuff. I feel you yeah, on that. Yeah, I don't need to prank people. Like that's that's for people who aren't funny. We we don't yeah. prank each other. We don't play little gags like that. Yeah. There's, I don't know. It, the thing was in the box in my record room, spooled up with a twist tie, and. 
30 minutes later, it's splayed out on the bed. I mean, at the, I'm not, at the same I don't time, know the headspace that out. you and the missus are in there. Like, I got cords out the wazoo around here. Something mm-hmm. gets put down. So another thing gets picked up, especially cords that go with one thing or another thing. Yeah. I'm not but trying to discredit you here, but. No, I know. And yes, we got a bunch of cords and stuff. But she specifically said she she thought about grabbing the cord out of the box and was like, nah, I don't need that. I'm only using it for a few minutes. 30 minutes later, she's done. Charlie's in the back freaking out, barking at something. We go back there. Boom, there's the cord. So got me thinking. Maybe I thought you were going a different way with the Bluetooth speaker, like you're hearing. Like once Bluetooth technology got entered in, like that discredits so many things. Of like, oh, I was playing this on this speaker, but it was going to this speaker, and like that, yeah. you know, that kind of. But uh, all right, well, yeah, man, unspooled. Like what? It's like laid out flat, like in a straight line, or what? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, kind of, kind of like you know, not perfectly straight. Where was the twist oh, tie? Oh. Where's the twist tie from it? Great question. That we don't know. It wasn't. It wasn't on the bed. But yeah, there's just literally no way she didn't do it. I didn't do it. There's no way Charlie did it. Plus, at the same time, he's back there barking at something, and he's never back there barking at stuff. No windows open, things like that. Um, not open, open. Like we've got the we got the the screens in place. But yeah, the windows were up, you know, to let the air in. But. Uh, yeah, no one climbed through the window and, and did it or anything like that. I don't so. know, man. I don't know, man. Weird one. Weird one. So anyway, that got me thinking. It might be time for us to do uh, just a little ghost review. Update our uh, knowledge on ghosts. And, yeah. You know, I know we, we, we've talked a lot about ghosts on here. but um, Well, yeah. to go to your story, like, I do so much stuff absentmindedly. And again, with mm-hmm. the cognitive... Uh, the, Degrade, fuck, decline that I'm experiencing. Mm -hmm. Decomposition. Yeah, just any kind of. You throw a D word. You know, look up the cinnamon. Cinnamons. God, fuck, (laughs) fuck myself. Um, you know, I I do so much stuff absentmindedly that if something like that were to happen to me, I'm like, nope, that's operator error. Mm -hmm. But uh, no. And I I've get had that times too. where I've like convinced them, like I know I put something down here, I know mm-hmm. I did that, and I have to yeah. like retrace my steps. But I don't know, buddy. Weird stuff. Yeah. No, and, and I most of the time, yeah, we're we're misplacing things or forgetting where we put it. But the fact that she made a conscious note to herself of like, "There's the cord in the box. Not gonna grab that. I don't need it." to 30 minutes later now it's splayed out on the bed yeah right in the same place and time when charlie's barking at something we can't see so yeah anyway Maybe just want to go over want to go over a few uh i found this website uh foreverconscious.com has an article 16 common signs that you may have a visitor from the other side so we'll just mow through these real quick then then i want to talk about this movie we both watched that uh, pertains to this. But anyway, unexplained noises. Number one, hearing sounds such as footsteps, knocking, banging, scratching, or the sound of something being dropped. Usually these sounds can start start off subtle and get louder. So unexplained noises, uh, opening doors and cupboards. That's another one. Uh, light switching on and off. We've actually had some of that lately. We've had some weird lights really? going on and off. Yeah. 
Like this in the last week, we've had some weird lights going on and off and stuff like that. Uh, Electronics switching on and off. That's another one. I've had that happen just, you know, about once a week, twice a week. The TV will just shut off. And I don't think anything of it, but I'm like, oh. Uh, Disappearing items. Everyday object is suddenly missing from its usual spot, only to see it reappear back a few days later. Uh, that's that's another sign. Um, item of a loved one. Randomly finding an object from a loved one who has crossed over. That could be a sign. Uh, shadows. Seeing unexplained shadows in the corner of your eyes. Now, I see this shit all the time, but I always just chalk it up to... Usually it's late at night. And late at night, usually I'm pretty high. You know, when yeah, I'm done with all yeah. my stuff. So out of the corner of my eye, I'm always seeing weird shadows, but I'm just assuming... It's either me being high or it's those... What are the things you see, like, in your eye, the little squiggles and stuff? You ever see that? Uh, yeah, all the time. That's uh, that's just bio- That's just your biology. That's just shit. Yeah. You just got floaters, man. Yeah, floaters. Also, floaters in your- and here's a thing that I read uh, while looking up the movie that we watched. Mm-hmm. Um, infrasound levels. Certain frequencies can cause people to see optical illusions, get chills, feel anxious, and other effects. Interesting. Uh, that was when I was trying to look up the movie that we watched about mm-hmm. why, you know, sound sound waves. Like we were saying before, yeah. like large air conditioning units can uh-huh. create vibrations that make people like, makes the fluid in their eyeballs jiggle a little bit. And so you think you see things moving through your field of vision, but you're not. Yeah, yeah. And I've tr- I want the ghosts, man. I want them. But uh, the, I was telling Rachel again the other day, like, the more I learn about this stuff, the more I'm like, that's all f- fake. Even ghosts? I thought that was the, 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 one the, the stories the that we see about them are fake. I uh-huh. think they could be out there, but I think the mm-hmm. all the cases that are public mm-hmm. are fake. Uh, here's another sign. Unexplained smells, fragrance, fragrance, fragrances that are not associated to anything in your home or a foul smelling odor. This is usually from a negative presence. Uh, this week I smelled perfume that I never smelled before. And even I, I didn't think anything of it till the thing happened Saturday night. And then after that, I was like, Hey, by the way, a couple days ago, were you wearing new perfume or did you get new? Per-? She's like, no, she, she, she doesn't wear perfume much at all anyway. Yeah. Um, but she, the other day I smelled, like really evident, like, oh, I guess Katie got new perfume, but she swears she didn't. I mean, again, I'm going to say you're on a, you're on a ground floor apartment in a yeah. city with your windows yeah. open. Yeah. So it, smells, it not, I, can't, I can't take smells as for anything. Mm-hmm. Animal sensitivity. It's the last one on this list. Your animal reacts to a particular area of your home or seems to react to something you cannot see. Well, that definitely happened. But yeah, but animals but, have better hearing and senses mm-hmm. of smell. And I read that they can also, like, if you see them staring at a wall or something, mm-hmm. that they can detect water going through pipes or electricity. Mm. And that's what they're staring at, the source of the sound there, not uh, mm-hmm. necessarily go. Sorry to be a downer, man. No, no, no. No, no, that's all right. No, I want to look at this from all angles. And I'm not saying, you know, all, all, all I know for a fact and I, I would I would bet every dollar I have on this that the I didn't move the thing, Katie didn't move the thing, and I know that the pets didn't move the thing. So I don't know. I don't know. Uh, right, real quick right. review on types of ghosts, just to kind of uh, get us caught up to speed here. The the um, there's this other website actually, uh, ghostandgravestones.com has the five different types of ghosts. 
Uh, one, the interactive personality. Two, the ectoplasm or ectomist. Three, the poltergeist. Four, orbs. Five, funnel ghosts. Funnel so, ghost. Yeah, funnel ghost. Uh, most often <clears throat> spotted in homes or old historical, bu- <laughs> old historical buildings. The funnel ghost or vortex is frequently associated with a cold spot. They usually take on the shape of a swirling funnel, and most paranormal experts believe they are loved ones returning for a visit or even a former resident of the home. Appearing as a wisp of light or a swirling spiral of light, they are often caught in photographs and or video. So that's that one. Orbs, pretty self-explanatory. Poltergeist, those are more of the angry ones that are uh, making noises. Yeah, uh, We've all stuff. seen those those uh, security videos of, you know, cabinets opening and shutting and things getting slung off of tabletops yeah, and shit dog. like that. That's your poltergeist. The ectoplasm or ectomist uh, says here... Um, Vaporous cloud usually appears several feet off the ground and can move swiftly or simply stay still, uh, almost like almost like it's orbiting. These ghostly encounters have been captured on many videos and in photographs and can be white, gray, or even black. Although they can simply appear this way, linger, then move on quickly. Sometimes ectoplasms appear before becoming a full-bodied apparition. So sometimes you see the the, the ectomist before you actually see the uh, more human form of the ghost. And uh, the number one, the interactive personality. Most common of all ghosts spotted is usually of a deceased person, someone you know, a family member, or perhaps even a historical figure. These ghosts can be friendly or not, but often show themselves in other in a variety of other ways. They can become visible. They can speak or make noises, touch you, or even emit odor like perfume or cigar smoke. Uh, experts say this type of ghost retain. I like experts. I'm, I'm a ghost expert. Uh, say mm-hmm. that this type of ghost retains its former personality of when they were alive and can feel emotions. Often they are visiting you to comfort you or what? let you know something important. All right, so let's. Those, <clears throat> those are the five basic types. The poltergeist, the ones that scare me. Like when you see those videos of shit, just glasses being thrown up against the wall and stuff like that. Like the idea of like a, a violent tempered ghost. That's pretty scary. Well, let's talk about the movie that we watched here. Yes. Yes. Let's talk Um, about the, the pantry ghost. This has to be fake, right? Because it's too good to be true. People haven't seen it. It's called the pantry. I think it's called the pantry ghost documentary. Yeah. Uh, I told you it was on Prime. I forgot that it was on the portion of Prime that you can watch free with ads. So I had to sit through. I don't know if you had to sit through the ads. Uh, yeah, wow, commercials. Getting used to streaming services, commercials <laughs> really just ruin the momentum. Yep. Like, yep. And then the apparition appeared behind the frosted glass, and then it's just that goddamn uh, Geico <laughs> gecko coming in like, Yeah. Get fucked. Um, yeah, I watched this movie the other night and, well, I don't even know if you'd call it a movie. It's only 40 minutes long. It ends rather abruptly. Didn't you think the ending was a bit, all right, we're done. You you talk about it. I got my opinions about it. Okay. Um, where to begin? All right. Basically, pretty, pretty common ghost story in that, uh. This family, I think they lived in San Diego, and this Diego. happened. Mm-hmm. This all happened what around um, 07, I think. 07, 08, I think is yeah. when. 
And I, I wasn't even aware of this, but I guess the before there was a movie, uh, the videos that basically, the home videos that make up the movie were posted on YouTube uh, several years ago, and just, I guess they went viral. I, I'm ashamed to say that I've never seen these videos. Uh, you would think something like this would be something that uh, two idiots that host a paranormal podcast would be aware of, but I, I was totally unaware but, of these videos. Listen, we're not... Uh, <laughs> we got pretty wide cracks we're letting things fall through. That's true. On the Boogie Monster, so I wouldn't take... Uh, I'm not going to take any guilt for that. Long story short, this family, uh, husband, wife, and a little girl, I think the girl is about seven or eight when this happened, live in this home in San Diego... And um, the the father, the, the husband-father guy, uh, who, who, by the way, they, uh, they have since, I guess, divorced. And it's funny to watch the wife give her uh, two cents. On she basically rolling her eyes on, on every scene where they talk to her. Like, yeah, he did this, and then he did that. You could tell well, she's you over could his t- shit. Yeah, you could tell it's established that they are divorced. <laughs> And yeah, she yeah. is like, all right, you know what? I'll, I'll take the five hundred dollars you're gonna <laughs> you give me. Talk. Yeah, but anyway, uh, so they're living in this home in San Diego, and like a lot of ghost stories, uh, dude just starts hearing weird things and seeing weird things. So he starts setting up some cameras, and the main focal point is on this. Um, uh, what do you call the little? I'm thinking of the room, the um, pantry. Duh. The pantry. It's the name of the the whole ghost. Name of the movie, dumbass. The pantry uh, door. This pantry door keeps opening. He keeps noticing that I guess he's the the last one to kind of go to sleep at night and shuts everything down. And he says that uh, he started noticing that every night he would shut this pantry door in the kitchen and every morning it would be open. And he would ask his wife about it. He would ask his daughter about it. And like, no, we didn't mess with no pantry door. So anyway... Then he he whips out a camera. He starts filming this pantry door every night, and eventually it starts popping open. And he gets it on camera like at, several nights at in a 12 row. Twelve thirty four every night at twelve thirty four every night at one two three four. Okay, I never put that together, but they never did kind of imply what the significance of that time was, other than yeah, the one two three four, I guess. But yeah, so every night at twelve thirty four, this door pops open, and. Um, he catches it right on camera, and then eventually he starts uh, mending, manning the camera. Not only does he set up the camera, uh, he's he's behind the camera at this point. So now he's still catching this door popping open at 1234. So then one night he goes and physically shuts it, where he looks in to make sure there's no one you know in the pantry, doesn't find anything. Then one time he shuts it. And he's got, you know, he's still got the camera with him. I guess he's handheld camera at this point. So he, he walk him and the camera walk right up on the door. They sh- they close the door, and his as, as he's backing away, boom! You see a really good image of what appears to be the ghost of a little girl mm-hmm. press her face up against the the frosted glass of this door. So, and and, and my point is, if this is true, this is. Got to be some of the most incredible ghost evidence we've ever seen, because it's pretty clear. Like either this is real and it's clear and amazing, or it's some CGI. 
But you know how like some you see some photos or videos of ghosts and you're you know it might be that thing. What's the the term where you see things that, like when you see things in the clouds and you see things in the rocks? Your mind is just kind of creating things. Sometimes imagination. It might yeah. be your imagination. <laughs> Sometimes it appears that that might be at play. With these examples, it's like no, there's no disputing. That's that's definitely something. Either it's fake or it's real. But either way, that's I'm seeing a little girl. Not, you know, something I'm making up in my mind by looking into the clouds or whatever. But anyway, mm. so we see that. That's a great shot. There's another scene in the movie where he's playing hide-and-seek with his little girl, who, again, I think is around seven or eight at this point. He's filming it. They're playing hide-and-seek. He goes into one of the bedrooms, and he goes, Oh, I see you behind the dresser there. And you do see the the kind of the outline of a little girl hiding behind a, a dresser between the wall and the dresser. And he's like, mm-hmm. oh, I see you. And it, right when he says that, he turns to his right and looks at the bed, and there's somebody under the covers hiding. He pulls the covers up. It's it's his daughter. Oh, you found me. And then he's like, well, holy uh, shit, what did I... If this is you, then who was that behind the all dresser? All right. This, okay, now I got to jump in. Mm-hmm. But I'll, I'll be honest. The first part of this movie... With him seeing the thing in the in the pantry door, it was good. It's good. Scary, mm-hmm. scary mm-hmm. stuff. Very scary. Good, good for watching late at night if you like a good mm-hmm. scare. I would recommend this short movie up until that point. It's uh-huh. uh, found. You know, <clears throat> boy, started with him going back through old movies with found footage uh-huh. in two thousand seven. In San Diego, you know what you know what else took place in San Diego with found footage in two thousand seven? Paranormal Activity. Ah, that exact movie was in the exact set. It was weird. It went in the creepiest parts about Paranormal Activity for me was that it wasn't like some old haunted house. It was like some new suburban mm-hmm. subdivision type of house, which made the setting even creepier. That it wasn't like oh well here's a, here's an abandoned. Uh, you know, the here's an abandoned mortuary. Of course, that's haunted. This is like, no, nah, shit was built in like 1985 or something. That's why Poltergeist was so scary to me as a kid. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, wait, but my house isn't old. Doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. So that right there, I looked up right away. I'm like, when was Paranormal Activity? It came out in 2007. Mm-hmm. And so now this guy's all of a sudden got found footage of a haunted house in San Diego in a similar way. But the okay. pantry thing was good and spooky. As soon as they brought the daughter into it, I'm like, bullshit, this kid can't act. Yeah. If you really wanted to sell me on it, you should have gotten a real actress, not your own kid. Cause that, the, and, the, and the interviews with her as like an adult or whatever age she is now, I've seen better testimonials on like <laughs> late night auto fraud lawyer things like he got me my money back and fast. Like the, the, I've seen better acting in those commercials than this girl. That's when Mabel pulled my hair like yeah. garbage acting on the daughter's part. She's playing hide and seek who, if she's seven, no seven year old is dumb enough to hide under a blanket for hide and seek. You know how hide and seek works, and you're in good your point. own house. You know where to hide that are good spots. You're under good beds, point. you're behind furniture. She's under a blanket. Get the fuck out of here. That shit, that, that shit, <laughs> like when you're, that's when you're two years old and you barely know enough language. Be like, hide and seek. I'm hiding yeah. because I know I can't see out. 
And uh-huh. she's under a blanket that's perfectly square over her. Uh-huh. If you're hiding under a blanket, how do you get the blanket on top of you perfectly square? Oh, meaning someone Somebody it over threw that as soon as she entered in this movie, it went uh, it fell off a cliff into bullshittery for me. I was entertaining I, I, it well enough <laughs> with the pantry thing. Also, why is this guy's face fucking hidden? I don't, I need to retain my anonymity. Anyway, here's my ex-wife. Here's my kid. <laughs> here's my friend. Here's my email address, and here's my name in the IMDb credits. Get the fuck out of here with this guy. Yeah, he he disguised his identity with the pixelated. Over yeah, space. because oh, people I can't have people approaching me. That why is your whole family not pixelated? I was thinking that would th- both of those are the factors that made me go, what? The the girl was and then the pixelated thing is like, oh, that makes it easier for you to lie, like so we can't actually see your face. I don't know. He he knows he's a bad enough actor, so he's got yeah. to hide his face so he can Yeah. Yeah, the daughter ruined it for me. Her as an adult trying to like trying to like read lines from a script. It's like it was like her first read through of the lines. It blew it blew it for me because I wasn't entertained in a in a frightful way. Well, up until the only thing, the way I trying to justify the daughter is like, well, she's not an actress. She's the real girl. So, but real people talking is real. Real people yeah, who can't but, act told to act is what I saw happen in there. But she's also young. She's, what, 14, 15, and maybe they were just like, hey, just tell us what happened, and it just sound. Maybe she's not good at retelling a story. Maybe it just comes off as bad acting. It, the she wife was, was She was a bad actress as a kid. What would you think Jumping about the out. wife? The wife seemed kind of believable. Yeah, she seemed like she knew... But also, she wasn't even into the ghost. She was just like, oh, yeah, my ex-husband's a a breatharian, and he got on some shit with this whole ghost thing, and then he made us move, and now he's my ex-husband. She was clearly like, yeah, I'll take the the 500 bucks or whatever they're going to offer her to be in it. Yeah, you could tell she was over it, but... Yeah, because she never saw the ghost or was about the ghost. She was just like, oh, my ex-husband had a lot of issues. Mm Mm-hmm. And well, then, and then was like, and then it ended. But where's the follow up then? Is yeah. the house still there? Do the new tenants have any experiences? It was a very tidy little story that they put together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, and of course, like almost everything we talk about on the show, I, I of course I want it to be real. But my thing was, if this is real, it's the best evidence we've ever had. And how is this not a bigger story? Because it's you know, how is this? How is this not like fake. the? How is this not like the Patterson Gimlin film of of ghost stories? Like because it just the evidence the video was too good. And don't yeah. And why is it always like little girl ghosts? Like this like the 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 originality was lacking. Yeah. Uh, it's like, and then they had that Willie Nelson looking old bird come in. You know, oh, we oh, got to oh, get us. We got to get us someone <laughs> who can talk to spirits. Well, let's just pull whatever decrepit actress off a of central casting who wants to come in for another five hundred bucks. So they got that Willie Nelson lady coming in there, and of course, like, <laughs> oh, I draw ghosts, and she just drew the ring. She just drew the girl from the ring. 
All this movie yeah. did was rip off other elements of obviously. Well, to, to set up that scene for people who haven't seen it, they bring in this old lady who I forgot what her title was, but she she could detect bad energy. She can detect the ghost, and she draws. She should have. She should have detected some moisturizer. She, she draws what she sees or feels in that room. But in that scene, she's Bird drawing. Crispy. She's drawing a picture of a little girl holding a handful of someone else's hair, and right at that moment, the daughter who's upstairs in her bedroom screams. Dad runs up there with a camera, and the girl's like, "Someone just pulled my hair." Yeah, it got well, dumb fast. <laughs> I wanted it to be real. It, I mean, uh, but like I said, it's just too good to be true. Like, okay, you got What did you think of the the pantry door? That image of the of the ghost, like that, looked pretty damn good. No, that part was like, I I enjoyed that part. Where like, and and then open it up, and. Looking in there and uh, like that part was fun, mm-hmm. but also, what? <sighs> Turn the lights on. Yeah. Oh boy, I think there's a spirit that's harmful to my families. I better sit in the dark and see if it comes back. Fuck you. If there's a ghost in my house, and it's threatening. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna sit there and 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 set the mood for it. Yeah, that's like saying, "Oh, this guy's bigger than me, and he's angry at me, and he wants to fight me." Why don't I pull down my pants to let him kick my ass? <laughs> I'm gonna lock myself in. Yeah, it was. Uh, you know with that old sport. They, they had me in the first half. I'll tell you. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was uh, it, it was uh, all it did was make me remember how much paranormal activity did legit scare the shit out of me. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah, I need I, to rewatch it. Yeah, that that could be a, a fun rewatch. But yeah, man, who knows? Who knows? But well, here's the thing too, though, like. And this is why I'm conflicted on so many of the things we talk about here. Like, I don't necessarily believe that movie or that guy's story, but I do kind of believe in Ghost. So it's, you know what I'm saying? It's not like a black and white thing where it's like hard no without me. Like, no, I I get what you're saying, and I I, want to believe you. And I do believe that this kind of stuff exists, just I don't believe it happened to you in that way. Yeah, I a lot. It lost me. It did. Rem, like I said, I'm glad it reminded me of movies I did like about it. But this mm-hmm. seemed like a pretty, uh, pretty easy way to ride that paranormal activity train. Yeah, especially that it came out like at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. I get that. And that's the other thing. Like that was about the time when all the the found footage trend started. I mean, I know it. I guess it kind of started way back in 99 with uh, Blair Witch. That was the first one I can really remember. Yeah. But uh, so many of these things, I mean, they're done well. 
Like this, other than the bad acting of the daughter, this, whether you believe it or not, it's. But then it just, it was like, it was hack. It was hack haunted stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, a little girl that's got the wet hair. Mm-hmm. Like I said, that was the ring. We already had that ghost. You got the found footage from Paranormal Activity. This was just a remix of other movies. Yeah. And then the one, yeah, like he's he's looking in the basement and he sees a shadow in the corner. You're next to the light switch. I'm looking at the light switch. Turn on the goddamn <laughs> lights. There's a yeah. spirit in the hallway. You're next to your own light switch. The light's on in the other room. Turn the lights on. No, I better not. I better close the door, then leave, then come back to open the door and find out that the ghost is closer. And then tell my family, we got to move. No, you got to move, you nut. You got to move, and all you've done is filmed. All you've done with all this footage is proven why your wife's going to get custody of your daughter in divorce court. That's all you've done with this whole project. (laughs) Well, also, I found it convenient. I I know the original footage was filmed in 2007, but still, it's not 2000. It's not 1977. Like, some of that video footage was so pixelated and fuzzy that it just made it seem a little convenient. Like, oh, we're capturing these weird images of these ghostly figures, but the the quality's so bad that, oh, it's not our fault. It's 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 the bad quality of the film or the camera or whatever. But that just seemed a little convenient, like how poor the quality was in, in, at some times. Yeah. It was, uh, like, they had me at the beginning. Mm-hmm. But like every scary movie, there's no... Nobody knows how to end a scary movie. Yeah. It's just everybody dies. Or or here's why there's going to be a sequel, you know? And also, 40 minutes? Y'all couldn't figure out how to make this thing full length? No, thank God. Thank God I didn't draw it out. <laughs> it just seems like a weird time. I thought it shit the bed at 20 minutes, whenever the daughter yep. came in. Mm-hmm. But we're I mean, we're almost into September now, which means we're almost in October. I'm feeling fall weather up here already because Portland is like it's either 100 degrees or you're done. Like it's yeah. really so. I'm getting excited for some. Maybe we got to do spooky movie reviews because the real stuff Ooh. ain't holding the water, Dave. Maybe we got to yeah. visit some scary movies. That could be fun. That could be fun. I'm excited for him. Excited. Fall up here is very nice. Lends itself to the scary stuff. All right, man. Well, yeah, there you go. It's worth checking out. I was, you had me at first when I was like, I will start watching this. And I was watching it last night in bed on the laptop with my headphones in a couple Mm -hmm. times. Like I can't, Rachel sleeps with the earplugs because I, uh, I snore like a locomotive going off a train. Going off a mm-hmm. train, going off a th- whatever the fuck. It's loud. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't do. I don't like um, limiting one of my senses at night. Yeah, I, I you hear know you. what I mean. Mm-hmm. And but I so I had my she was sleeping, so I had my headphones in to watch it. And there are a couple times I had to like take them out to be like, something scary going on in my own house. <laughs> oh man. Well, I might have a ghost here. I might not. I don't know. Yeah. But 
I, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll listen into it. I mean, if, if well, you do, they've been following Katie around, right? Yeah. It, it, here's the other thing. That's what I was about to say. You know, just a reminder, Katie's had an experience before. Uh, I'll just retell this real quick. About four years ago, right before uh, I moved in with her, um, that apartment in Silver Lake, she's just in the kitchen making a smoothie, and she looks over. And I, and we talked about this again the other night. She looks over, and uh, sitting on this chair in the living room, she says, is about a 16- or 17-year-old boy uh, dressed head-to-toe in 70s garb, had like a bowl haircut, bell-bottom jeans, uh, 70s sweater, whatever. And uh, I asked her, I was like, what, did he look like a human or was it like transparent, like a hologram? She said it looked just like a human, wasn't transparent, wasn't misty, was just sitting there. And uh, she, she looked up and she, she said that she was so confused and caught off guard because she was, she was making a smoothie. All she could think of was, oh, hello, would you like one? <laughs> she offered the, the ghost a smoothie. She looked back down at the blender, looked back up, he was gone. But she said, "Smoothie, you know, she, whoa, man! What's that? Like a milkshake <laughs> made out of vegetables?" <laughs> she wasn't drinking. She wasn't high. She was in a normal headspace. Looked up. There's a there's a 70s era teenager sitting on the chair and was gone a split second later. So, yeah, you guys, uh, you guys got your own thing to work out there. Yeah, man. But this is the first uh, yeah. time I've ever. Uh, had any inkling of something like that going on at, at this apartment. We've been here now about a year and a half, and uh, I've always felt good energy, never felt anything weird, but uh, I, honestly, I cannot explain the uh, the power cord thing. I just, I, I don't know. I don't know how I got back there. So, All right, well, well, pay a little attention. So let's see what you got next week. Maybe you got to do some, uh, maybe you need some sage. Yeah, maybe you need maybe. to do some chants. I don't know what they do in Long Beach. You probably got some witch stores down there. You're not yeah. too, you're not far enough from LA. You got some crystal stores and things to uh, cleanse cleanse your cleanse your auras. Mm-hmm. Right? Oh, and this is a question I had when I was uh, looking into some of this. My question was, can ghosts travel? Because she thought, just to add another brief element to it, been going through a lot of drama with this wedding with with her family and her dad or sister just just typical wedding family drama stuff you know who are we gonna invite blah 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 uh so not to not to bore you with details of that but a lot of weird drama with her family and the wedding right, those are the and, fun details <laughs> yeah she thought um you know her mom just passed two years ago she's got a sister who passed 20 years ago she thought maybe she's like is is that them, you know, giving me a sign to like, you know, everything's going to be out with a wedding or, you know, we, we bought that speaker for the wedding. Like, hey, you don't forget this power cord because you're going to need it. She thought maybe that. And I did some research. And this is also a question I've, I've always wondered about. But uh, I was like, well, it doesn't make sense that your mom or your sister would be in this place. You know, I get it if we saw if she thought she saw a ghost of her mom in her mom's old house or, you know, whatever. But, um, upon some research, apparently the, the ghost experts don't think that it's very common for ghosts to travel to different locations. Ghosts are uh, traditionally tied to a location. So even though <laughs> we're just 20 miles away, it, uh, I guess, according to, ghosts can some t- of the, I mean, ghosts you would go think with that person. they could. You, I, I thought that, but a lot of this research says that, nah, they don't typically, 
Like you wouldn't see a ghost in more than one place. Like we <clears throat> wouldn't see. Let's, the that, word re, the word research really gets yeah. thrown around a lot these days, Dave. Yeah. yeah I uh, if you're already going to believe in ghosts, let's uh-huh. let's. If they can float <laughs> through a wall, I'm guessing yeah. they can get a few miles down the road. Yeah, that was my logic, but so who knows? Who? Yeah, I don't knows? think if you're not limited by the actual uh, physicality of being alive, mm-hmm. you know, I think you can kind of bop around a little bit. One of the one of the great bonuses of being a ghost, yeah. finally, the restriction free travel. <laughs> Not just by physical elements, but TSA, everything else. You know, just go where you want to go. Yeah, that is interesting. So who knows? All right, well, I, w- I wish you the best of luck with the uh, spirits that are uh, in your home. Mm-hmm. Or maybe they're just lost. Maybe they belong upstairs and they just fell through the floor. Maybe. I'm like, oh, this isn't our place. we got to get back upstairs. Mm-hmm. All right, buddy. Well, all right, dude. Uh, let's see. What what are we plugging? This weekend, Vermont? Vermont Comedy Club in Burlington, Vermont. How That's many shows? That's where I'm at. Six shows. Nice. I got. What? Yeah, so I think there's some ticket. I think the early shows are sold out. I don't know. Go to the website. Find out. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Get to come back okay. on Sunday. Hopefully, with good shows under my belt. I'm excited to do them. I have new stuff I want to talk about. Yeah. And then, yeah, I'm out. Uh, I'm out, man. I'll be in San Francisco and Oakland and Sacramento in a couple weeks. Huntington Beach. Nice. We're going to be in Huntington Beach on the 22nd. Oh, right. When is that? 22nd of September? 22nd. It's a Wednesday, yeah. I'm nice. in Tucson right. and Phoenix after that. I think I added two shows, added second shows in those cities. I'm out moving, baby. Hell yeah, dude. All Hell right. yeah. Well, all right, what buddy. Yeah, I got what you got? Uh, you anything? Yeah, I got dates coming up in October. You can find those. All those tickets are on sale now at dumbdavestone.com. Uh, Eureka, California, Reno, Nevada, uh, Portland, and Seattle. So. When are you in Reno? Come see your boy. I'm doing a, like a coffee coffee shop comic book store. Forge Coffee, the guy from Forge Coffee, right? Is that it? I, th- I, don't, uh, I don't know. He's the one who was giving us coffee. Okay. I don't know if it's at his place. It's a, place, it's a show called Coffee and Comics. So I don't know where exactly that's at. I mean, I can look on my own website and get the address, but I'm not, I'm not going to do that. That's I'm going to look it up right now for you. I'm in front. I'm at headquarters right here. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Uh, also, um, Patreon, Patreon, uh, four bucks a month. We're still doing that. And uh, this month, uh, with Dave's Record Room, I'm asking your help to help design my wedding playlists. Uh, I've been making a bunch of different playlists for the wedding, and I want your input. So uh, feel free to uh, hop on over to patreoncom boogiemonster and give me your two cents. I'm asking for one banger and one sweet song. So I've already got my my playlist kind of figured out where I want them, but I'm I'm just double checking my work, making sure I'm not overlooking any uh, obvious or great songs. So I need your help with that. Patreon.com/slash Boogie Monster. Hell yeah, dog! Did you find anything? Where Where am I performing, Kyle? Coffee and Comics is his own thing. Forge Coffee is actually in a hotel, but he is uh, he oh, has God. gifted us some very nice items. 
Yeah. From Old, old Forge Coffee. We do appreciate those. We do appreciate uh, Coffee and Comics, 940 West Mona Lane. Moana? Mona? So that's where Moana. I'm don't you watch Disney movies? No, I don't. You should. Uh, you want to get you want to get in a wedding? You want to get in a sweet wedding mood? Watch them Disney oh, movies, yeah? man. Okay. Just cuz just that they're just wholesome. Yeah. It doesn't I mean, have do to all that. be fucking heavy metal and poltergeist, Dave. <laughs> you already we are already showing your sweet side with this wedding and how excited you are. Yeah. You want to get real? You want to you want to prep yourself to get sensitive? Watch mm-hmm. some watch some Disney movies, man. Let yourself okay. have a cry. Let yourself have a cry. They'll get you. Speaking of the wedding, I was uh, I've been talking to Krispy Kreme uh, corporate, both uh, here and overseas, and uh, Krispy Kreme offers a wedding tower of two hundred donuts uh, on a nice uh, stand, and um, not available in the U.S. and uh, in the U.K. it's available, but they will not ship it overseas. I asked if I could just purchase what? the stand. And uh, no what? go, but hold, I've hold I've making my own. Not making. Yeah. I I found my own cool little. Uh, they call it a cupcake holder. It's a tier, like a six tier cupcake tray. Uh, bought one of those, and then I'm just gonna the day of the wedding, the morning of the wedding, just gonna go buy about 200 donuts and uh, construct it myself. So there will definitely be a Krispy oh, Kreme tower at Krispy my wedding. Krispy Kreme UK has it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I said, uh, do y'all ship overseas? They said no. I said, uh, can I just buy the stand and have you ship it to someone in the UK and have them ship it to me? And they're like, no, we can't sell just the stand. I'm not going to eat donuts that traveled over an ocean and a continent. Yeah, no. So I got on Etsy and I found my own uh, stand, and then I'll just uh, fill it with uh, local donuts. Krispy Kreme, of course. Well... Have you uh, inquired of a local bakery? No, because I'm a Krispy Kreme guy. I want I want Krispy Kreme. I, I'm all for supporting uh, the, the local stuff. But let's be honest, you know, in L.A., there's 5 million local donut places, and very few of them are, can compete with Krispy Kreme. There, there is a, there's a documentary. I think we talked about that. But, I mean, I think Long Beach, you might have something. I think you might have, like... Um, I'm looking at a place right now that is uh, called Donut Plant, hmm. uh, and it looks like they got some real unique items. I'm not, I don't want you to turn your back on your on your on your first love, Krispy Kreme, yeah. or your second love, which is Katie. But yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm looking at their website right now, and they look like they got some. Some real of those tasty stuff novelty donuts don't. I don't need Cap and Crunch cereal on my damn donut. Right. I mean, nobody it needs good. it, but do, but you know. it's about wanting it. Yeah, I know, but it it doesn't. I just I don't think you can do better than the Krispy Kreme glazed cream filled, not chocolate glazed, just the the, the glazed with the buttercream stuffed inside. That's I've yet to find a better donut than that. I don't think you're eating enough donuts. Uh, trust me, I've, I'm I'm doing fine. I mean, if you're sta- if you're just staying within that wheelhouse, uh, give me the weird, give me the weird stuff, man. Find find me a better tasting donut. Trust me. I'm, I'm looking trying. at this place called Donut Plant right now. What do you see that's good? Describe what do you think would be better than the OG glazed cream filled. Let's see what they got here. Our donuts. 
I don't. I mean, like, listen, OGs are nice. OG. Oh, this is New York. I'll put Long Beach. Oh, good Long Beach, New York. Mm. Um, like, yeah, I, I, I get it. I get it, man. Like a classic donut. It's like a McDonald's cheeseburger, you know. Mm-hmm. But. But like I'm like oh the basic like you're looking at the basic fast food element of what you can have. I'm saying if you want to step it up, it's your wedding, man. You want fun flavors, some weirdness in there. Oh, we're gonna have a variety. But now, now I'm not just talking about the original glaze. That's wonderful too. But the premium, my number one donut power ranking, the glazed cream filled. Now they have changed that recently. Some places still have the original, which is the filled donut. Now they have the original glazed donut with the hole, the classic style donut, and they've somehow figured out how to inject the buttercream into the ring of that donut. That's very exciting, too. Same, same flavors, two different delivery systems. Either one, top shelf, can't do better. I mean, I get it. I'm just saying you got to think of the guests. I mean, it is your wedding, Mm -hmm. but you got to think of the guests also. No, I know. So we're gonna we're gonna have like a creme brulee donut, Mm. girl. Yeah, I wouldn't hate that. That's that's kind of in the vein of what I like there with the. You ever have a blueberry donut? Blueberry's basic, dude. I, I love. Well, here's the thing. I don't like cake donuts. A lot of your blueberry donuts and shit like that. They're, they're, the foundation is that thick, dense cake donut, which that's oh, just. I like man. the light and fluffy. I like the light, doughy, fluffy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. I mean, maple bars. This one's got, dude. Fruity pebbles on a donut is great. It's great. It's fine. It's it's. it's it, you're getting Great bogged down. One. You're getting bogged down by tradition. <laughs> That's what it happens to a lot like. of people. They get bogged down by myself included at certain times mm-hmm. where I'm like, oh, I'm I'm scared to stray from this thing that I already like so much because yeah. I know I like this one thing so much. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing, I've tried all the donuts. You know, those are my favorite, have, but Dave. I've I've experimented, especially in my younger days. <laughs> I got weird in college. <laughs> this one's got Oreos and marshmallows on it. Ugh, hard pass. Fucking marshmallows? Are you kidding me? You don't like marshmallows? What a scam. What a fucking scam. A mar- what about what is sour a cream? What about old-fashioned style donuts? That's no, my favorite. Fa- too cakey. Too, too dense. I need a donut I can eat 12 of. No, you don't. <laughs> That's <laughs> you want to hulk out of your wedding outfit the night of. <laughs> what happened to Dave? Oh, he had to go to the gift shop to buy a pair of shirt and some swim trunks. <laughs> he he fucking ripped the seams on his tweed suit within twenty minutes of being around his donut tower that he made. Oh, he just he just he just king konged his own donut sized skyscraper. Dude, I tell you, we finalized the menu. You want to hear the menu real quick? Okay. This is uh, now we're having a rehearsal dinner on Friday where we're doing all Italian food. So I, I won't, you know, I, I won't bore you with that right now. We'll get to that next week. But Saturday night after the wedding, the wedding dinner. All right, here's what we're doing. We're doing we're, all smoked meats. We're doing smoked brisket, doing pulled okay. pork, okay, doing pork ribs, doing smoked chicken, Ooh, all right. doing. 
smoked portobello mushrooms for my I vegetarian like, guests. I like that. I appreciate that. Fried okra. Mm-hmm. Collard greens. Okay. Baked barbecue beans. Broccoli cheese casserole. Doing pimento cheese and crackers. I'm making and bringing a big vat of Cajun boiled peanuts. We're doing two types of cornbread, regular and jalapeno. White bread, saltine crackers, pickles, peppers, pickled onions, and beefsteak tomato slices. That's, that's, our, that's our feast are, for Saturday night. Are you offering anything to anybody who doesn't want to pass away that night? No. No, it's uh, do or die, <clears throat> baby. So this this really is more of a it's less of a wedding and more of a heaven's gate mm-hmm. type of thing. Yeah. Where we all just eat ourselves to death. You can you can go light, you know, you can just a little this, a little that, but you know. And I'm probably gonna do the collard greens, even though it's against my instinct that the, the collard greens are gonna be vegetarian too. Just I say go for it, man. I can I've proven that I can break edge on the meat and go mm-hmm. and go back to not being a full-time carnivore, so mm-hmm. I might pick. Oh. I might nibble. Oh, also, uh, the dessert, obviously, we talked about the donuts, but in addition to donuts, we're going to have uh, banana pudding and watermelon. So you could you could go light. You could have a mushroom, some collard greens, and some watermelon. It'd be just fine. <laughs> or if you want to really... <laughs> a mushroom, really... <laughs> some collard greens, and some watermelon. <laughs> if you really want to go for it, just uh, it's there. It's nah, I'll probably, I'll probably wild, I'll probably wild out on it. Yeah, man. Good, I'll probably, I'll probably, I'll probably get some. I, mean, I still want to dance, you know. Yeah, yeah. That's the other thing. We're good. the dancing is right after the dinner, so I don't know. May need a, a buffer there in between. Yeah, I thought I was supposed to lose weight, not drinking for two weeks, but now I'm just a little piggy. Mm-hmm. Now I'm looking at donuts just by me. Now I just want donuts in the middle of the day today. You know, you know what? Fuck around and find out. You know what's scary? Fucking um, Krispy Kreme delivers to our address. Don't do that, Dave. I mean, we've done it twice. You've d- not you've recently. Not how recently. many? How many donuts does it make it worthwhile to have it delivered? Everywhere delivers with Grubhub, so that doesn't count. Well, what right? Do you mean? Was it like because everywhere delivers? It's not like Krispy Kreme, uh-huh. or is it Krispy Kreme specifically? Well, no. I mean, they used to not deliver, but yeah, now they're on DoorDash and some of the other places. But well, that's what I mean with we, DoorDash and everything. Everybody delivers because it's that's yeah. a delivery service. Not that they decided like, oh, we should get well, you yeah, this so stuff. Krispy Kreme is available now on DoorDash. Is, is what I'm saying. However, you want to look at it, but. You can get Krispy Kreme without leaving the house, and we've uh, there's a couple. There's been a couple incidents in the, in the last few months where we uh, we get a dozen, and then uh, time stands still, and we just kind of lose our mind for a few minutes. It's well, it's a crazy thing. That Krispy Kreme is. Mm. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> Lord help you. <laughs> All right, we should probably roll. Yeah, we've been going talking to Bra- about our ass for a while. Going to uh, Braves Dodgers tomorrow night. Oh, nice! Very excited. I haven't been to a professional baseball game in 
over three years, I think. So going to go see the Braves coming in town to play the uh, dreaded Dodgers. So that'll be fun. Got good seats, too. We get down there. Probably going to have to break uh, my, my diet a little bit tomorrow. Got to have a, a dog and maybe a beer. We'll see. Dodger dog or Doyer dog? Doyer dog. Oh, yeah, man. <clears throat> the Doyer one's got jalapenos on it. <clears throat> yeah, jalapenos. I think there's a little nacho cheese on there. Mm, there you go. Yeah, girl. Love a ballpark dog. He loves a sports, Frank, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. All right, buddy. Good catching up. Uh, thanks for watching that movie. I uh, gave you some homework at the last minute, but you, you watched it, and yeah. I mean, I agree with what you're saying. It, it's probably full of shit, but if it's not... I like the boy. first part. I like the first few mm-hmm. minutes of it were scary. Mm-hmm. And you should. And anybody listening, you should watch it. The first bit is scary. I hope I didn't ruin it for you. They, they, it was a good scare. Mm-hmm. All it's right, worth man. worth forty minutes. All right, buddy. Yeah. Uh, good times and uh, welcome back. Glad you're uh, back, back in from action. all your all your travels and uh, you keep it between the ditches. And we'll talk to you next week. Yeah, man. Back on our bullshit. The Boogie Monster. Oh, 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 oh.